0: lovely to have you join us as we discuss food intelligence the texas beef initiative and how to design an international lifestyle that starts right here right now you don't want to miss this loving you guys and now here is texas slim with texas slim's vision
1: Hey guys, this is Texas Slim. I'm here with Bitcoin Becca, and it is a Friday, and you don't get to listen to this till Sunday, so you guys are gonna be hearing us on Sunday night. It's the middle of the afternoon. We're having a little uh, afternoon delight. Uh, what we're gonna be doing with Texas Slim's vision moving forward is we're gonna start talking about some international lifestyles. I wanted to reach out to Bitcoin Becca because we all know the presence she is on Bitcoin Twitter. Her humor, um, her mystery that she brings to all of us, and uh, we wanted to bring some laughter and some love and some uh, checking everybody out there that are still being rent seekers. So, hey, Becca, how's it going?
0: I'm good. Hi, Slim. Thanks uh, for having me on.
1: Uh, lo- <laughs> I'm glad you uh, you're you're going to be the first formal. Basically, podcast of Texas Slim's vision, and and there's a backstory to that that we'll get to later. But uh, I was really excited. No I was excited whenever you uh you 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 actually said yes to my offer. It's like you know my first date with Becca. It's gonna oh be in the, it's gonna be in the afternoon. How exciting is that? <laughs> but
0: it's very exciting. I like I as I have my glass of wine ready, so uh, you know let's get this started. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Because the, the questions no I
0: expectations people
1: no we're, we're just gonna have fun here this is what this is about we're gonna lighten it up and uh because it's sunday night when you guys are listening to this so this can be your sunday safe space so exactly exactly
0: to safe space maximalism that's, there that's what we're here for Lots and, can happen in the next 48 hours on uh, on twitter so or in bitcoin in general so people might need this
1: exactly they probably will we'll see you know instead of number go up and might go down, but we're still going to be having fun because we're pretty face. Exactly. So, but I remember I asked those questions in one of the questions was, you know, I'll run, I'll ramble them off a little bit here. Uh, one of the questions I asked Becca was, you know, talking about our grandparents, you know, with what I'm doing with the Texas beef initiative, you know, I'm telling people to live like their grandparents did. One of the first times I saw Becca that I really paid attention to, she had a picture and it looked like she was on her grandparents' farm. Uh, I think you were sitting on a fence or something, but I'll let you elaborate here in a minute. And then the other one was snow skiing. You're a badass snow skier, right?
0: a snowboarder yeah there you go yeah Yeah, snowboarder the family I
1: didn't know if you did both or what you know if you're a maximalist on one side or the not so and uh, we're going to get there one of the the fun question I asked though was basically what age did you start streaking as a kid when did you start taking your clothes off and start running around right
0: right away there was no (laughs) controlling this little redheaded child like uh, I was a terror growing up me and like all my siblings as well because I'm the oldest out of five, so you could just imagine the chaos that ensued.
1: <laughs> Were you like a little hippie chick or something like that? What was that? Where'd that come from?
0: Oh, I'm... Um, I'm not sure really where it came from, I think just freedom like growing up because my parents like they had um, so my parents had a dairy dairy farm, so they were always so preoccupied with farming and milking the cows and like us kids like we were just kind of left alone to our own devices so there was never really any boundaries too much it was like just be in the ho- in the house or be outside and play and like kind of leave us alone so we can do the work and just through that you know just
1: the, just I the mean
0: rebellious-ness yeah. like ensued.
1: well you bring up freedom you know and that's that's really what this podcast is all about that's what I'm all about uh I lead with freedom before anything it's a hard definition these days and everything um sure. but yeah um, I think I started streaking about four years old <laughs> and all I can remember is that I felt free and I was a good streaker I was very good I I started uh we used to play this bar ditch <laughs> and we used to get really muddy so uh I you know I like taking my clothes off and start, you know streaking around because we had red dirt here in Texas and everything so I don't know why I thought of that It's like I gotta ask Becca when she starts streaking so we're gonna keep this story going going and make it into a meme, maybe i don't know we'll, we'll get there
0: <laughs> yeah that's exactly what we need is a bunch of like a bitcoiners just streaking around there you <laughs> go we're gonna,
1: the yeah. fa- we're gonna get the bean fact we're gonna get the mean factory guys on this and we're gonna yeah,
0: exactly we're gonna start
1: there you go yellow Lab- labrador streaking so um but let's go back to that let's go back to your, your uh the dairy farm i want to know about that because what we're doing with the texas beef initiative the number one thing is we're bringing back animal protein to our mm-hmm. lives pure nutrition of animal protein and so i want you to touch on what a dairy farm was like whenever you were growing up what do you remember kind of Kind of walk it through, walk, your, walk through your uh, childhood and your experiences real quick, kind of give us a visual.
0: Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, so how I grew up, like I said, um, my parents, they immigrated to Canada um, from Switzerland in the mid 80s um, because my father, like he wanted to farm. That was his passion. That's what he went to school for and studied back in Switzerland. And in Switzerland, like if you weren't born into a farming family and had land already, it was almost impossible for you to get into it. And during the eighties, like there was a mass exodus of people uh, migrating over into Canada and America, tons of dairy farmer, beef farmers, Pig, chicken, everything. And my pit, pa- like it was affordable for them um, to come over. They were able to buy a farm, and that's what they did. They bought a small dairy farm um, just outside of Ottawa mm-hmm. in Ontario. We had thir- about 30, 40 milking cows. And um, all together, I think there was about a hundred heads. So we just had a very small farm, but typical, it was a red building, white trim, kept very clean. Like my father was, he was a Swiss military man. So there, you know, <laughs> it right. was his way and that's it. Like everything kept very clean and tidy, um, looking perfect. Cows also, you know, um, they were very well taken care of. We had mm-hmm. them in um, 4-H and showed some of them as well. So, yeah, I mean, growing up, it was it was great. Um, we had the freedom, like I said, to kind of run around and explore um, and be ourselves, but also work. Like we had that routine, like we all had our chores that we had to do. So that builds in like, you know, discipline and a good foundation when you're um a child like just being able to work and seeing um you know everyone needs to put in um their their part too to make everything sort of
1: run smoothly well it builds your core belief system into a very positive thing as you as you grow up i mean our core belief systems are basically who we become as our adult life and mm-hmm. you can usually read that in people and people say yeah your your leaf system is kind of fucked up so yeah, I, I got true. you figured out but you can always spot at somebody that really grew up in kind of that way that you know your you know your family paying attention to detail the animal husbandry of everything of the dairy <laughs> basically the 4-h the 4-h teaches people, I mean, that's, that's an awesome program that doesn't get enough attention. Oh, you know, sure. yeah. and you know, a lot of people don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. So um, let's, let's go there really quick. Cause I'm going to have a interview with um, uh, my local beef producer tomorrow. And actually we're going to talk about, you know, kids getting started in 4-H, how they're saving small towns right now bringing back, you know, animal protein. Uh they're they're making endowments to kids to go back to their hometowns to, you know, reestablish those hometowns, but it mm-hmm. all starts with 4H. Let's talk about 4H yeah. just a little bit.
0: Yeah, um for sure. Like for us, um we I only went a few times just cuz we were so busy with with the farm and right. outside of town and everything like that, but it was an important um, pillars sort of within the farming uh, community like the other um, families that we associated with to bring that awareness have the shows and everything and like this was you know two decades back I'm honestly really not too sure like how it is right nowadays yeah
1: yeah you know a lot of people what you do in 4-H is when you're younger you basically raise an animal be it a hog be it a, a cow be it a um a lamb you know there's there's different ways you can be part of 4-h and you take that that livestock through its age from being you know young enough to be weaned off and then what you do is you raise it and then you show it and there's a whole process that takes place and so it takes you a lot it teaches you a lot about ownership ownership of that animal ownership of your responsibility ownership of you know what of life that uh that lifestyle is going to have so you know and you just don't hear that anymore so that really yep. wasn't part of my questions but i'm glad you brought that up so yeah
0: and i mean like i wasn't doing that in 4-h like i was doing that every doing day it, yeah that's what like, i was gonna say we were doing. Yeah. like i remember like so many times being woken up in the middle of the night like as a kid like dad's like knocking you gotta come help us like the cow like she's giving birth but like the calf is all like flipped around so you have to go and help and do all the work the calf comes out like you see it from the beginning to the end and then like for me um like my responsibility was always like taking care like when i got older um Feeding the calves, um, any of the cows that had just given birth, we had them in a separate area of the barn and they would be milked. We would milk them separate from like the ongoing milking cows. And so I'd go milk them and then feed the baby calves. You know, you're standing there with the bottle and like holding the calf, like trying to make sure that they're, um, you know, getting the milk there. So right. so I'm seeing that is that all the time and they grow, you know, from the calf to the heifer and then finally they um, breed them and then they turn into the milking cows though. So,
1: that's an amazing amazing process to watch and to experience um you know of course that's what's been taken out of our society so much and you know that's what we're gonna we're gonna bring that back at least the awareness of it to build some curiosity within the texas beef initiative we're gonna get people back to the you know to the source of the seed of all of that what you just said um it's going to be fun doing that yeah i didn't know as much as what you just said and so it's kind of funny how all of this happens holist- holistically and organically mm-hmm. uh, just having this conversation right now we never get to we never even get there on bitcoin twitter right yeah what we do is we ship posts we we educate in you know we do we do some fun stuff but having conversations like this is what i'm going to bring to the forefront and you know i'm pretty lucky to get started with you it looks like thank
0: you i appreciate
1: that (laughs) yeah and uh going on let's go i'm a big freaking skier I was, I was internationally certified skier and uh I, I did a lot of skiing i used to ski like 140 out of 144 days so uh you you probably get to do a lot of that type of activity coming where you are Less, less, you don't have to say where you you don't have to dox yourself, but what mountain range, whatever, all that. What's your favorite up there in Canuck land or whatever you want to call it these days?
0: And uh, recently I've been calling it
1: China. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So, in,
0: uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm up in uh, Western Canada, I'm in Alberta. I'm okay, I guess, to dox myself. Most people uh know that I'm in. Canada so um we have yeah I mean there's a ton of skiing and ski resorts around here beautiful um backcountry skiing and everything um like my everyone in my family like they're skiers now so um just quickly back like we had a farm it's all sold now we're not doing that anymore and Uh everyone sort of moved out west so most of my family's out west here and every everyone skis okay um Yeah, some of my favorite resorts are uh, Revelstoke. It's a great small one here in the interior of BC. Um, It just recently opened up a few years ago, and they've got... um, It's the biggest uh, resort in North America for uh, trails that run down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm more doing like resort skiing and everything. My father, he's really big into backcountry skiing, right. and that's what he did when he was in the Swiss military. He was part of the um uh, sort of the skiing and outdoor um group there, or um. Yeah, when he was in the military, that's right. the division that he was a part of. Right. And uh, so he does a ton of backcountry. I have a brother of mine; he's like a semi-pro skier. Um, he does all this uh, crazy backcountry skiing, where they're like throwing themselves off cliffs and doing flips and everything, and right. going up there back in the backcountry with the snowmobiles. I mean, that's a little bit out of my league. I'm not mm-hmm. that much of a risk taker. <laughs> I don't really want to be caught up in an avalanche. You know, I, sure. uh, that's not really a situation that you want to get yourself into. That's for sure. But uh yeah, yeah you know, and I, so North America, like here, it's great skiing over in Europe. I've, I got into skiing actually when I was living over in Switzerland I was going to school there and the school I was going to it was a five minute walk from the ski resort it was up in the um, in the Swiss Alps and every day just like you said how you had a hundred and like 40 days of skiing and we had 120 it was like every single day we were had the ability just to you know grab the snowboarding boots put them on walk up to the ski lift and get a couple runs in before afternoon classes started so that's really where I got um you know the majority of my um or that when I first started um to learn how to snowboard that's where I was doing it so it was like you know two seasons full full on every single day in the winter season it's just like it's embedded
1: into you <laughs> yeah it becomes so addicting doesn't it i mean you oh, just yeah. you can't do anything else i mean i was no. lucky enough to where if, even when i had days off when i was uh, instructing uh, my days off are on the mountain. You know, it just becomes a lifestyle. You know, yeah. and it, it is it is fun because you follow the season, you follow the weather, you follow the snowstorms, the snow changes, the depths change, the, yeah. the 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 how the texture of the snow changes up there. I mean, your pat, you're basically your the powder is just amazing up in oh, yeah. you know, that of part of powder. Yeah. In the, in yeah. the world basically, but uh, yeah, it becomes a lifestyle and everything. How much are you doing it uh, these days? I mean, are you still kind of pursuing it hard or are you just kind of um, doing random?
0: I'm def- not pursuing it as hard um as I used to. Um, just we do like um in the winter, it's like we are, uh, we, I am skiing and, or snowboarding, sorry. And we do like our, um, my dad, he has an adventure, um, adventure tour company and we offer ski trips so we are we have a couple of tours coming up this um winter and it's just ski resort skiing we're not doing any backcountry or anything like that we have previously offered that but really as you can imagine, like the insurance is so much getting the licenses um, Mm -hmm. to go out into the back country. You know, if it's um, in a provincial park area, it's such a headache. They make it really impossible. They don't want people in the back country anymore. Snowmobiling too, like up here um, in the Rockies, they're sort of making changes and regulations and, you know, you need to pay more insurance and Um, Tickets here and there. So they're really coming like they don't want people, like I said, people back there um, and anymore enjoying it, which is it's uh, unfortunate because it's so beautiful.
1: Well, and that's that's kind of the master plan here. They're like I said before, they're still in our physical space and that's part of it. They're going to price people out of activities and they're going to they're going to transfer that physical activity into an augmented activity, you know, a digital space activity, the meta, whatever you want to call it. And that's, the, you guys are, you're in the worst place in, right now in North America to be having to face all this crap because of, you know, oh, who, yeah. who's, who your government is. Oh, um, for
0: sure. And even um, just quickly, like the heli scheme. Uh-huh. These guys are having such a hard time right now on um, keeping their licenses and everything because now the government's coming or the provincial government in BC. They're like, "Well, um, where you're skiing, like these areas, it's in the uh, caribou mate like route. We can't have the migration patterns. We can't have that. Like we, the caribou have more rights than than anybody else. Like, uh-huh. oh God forbid, we do do anything." Um, You know to intrude on where their um, habitat is, but you're right. Like they're forcing us out of those areas, and they do just want to make it. You know where you put your headset on, and there you go. You experience it that way. We don't want um, people having real experiences anymore out in nature. But you need that. It's so healing. Like it's so beautiful and inspiring when you're out there and you see those mountain peaks and the valleys and in like you think like i know when i'm out there like i look i look at it and i'm just like how many people have actually laid eyes on these peaks here out of you know everyone that uh-huh. sort of ever ever lived or come through this area not oh not that many people out of the grand scheme of things like you have to enjoy it and these mountains have been around for millions of years like it, things change up and down you know covered under two kilometers of ice this they don't care it's still it's always there yeah. you know and we're the ones that are passing through so you have to take the time and stop and enjoy it you know
1: yeah and, in it, all the roses. <laughs> and exactly i mean in, in basically they're doing a very good job of the younger generation to indoctrinate them and to think that that has no value exactly. and then what they're going to do you know all, everything that we're talking about right now we're not going to go into it today but you know it's part of the carbon credit economy that's coming and so what they do is basically they basically give you carbon credits they you know you become a person that strives to to save the earth with carbon credits and so that's what they're going to do that's why they do stuff like that it's like limit your physical space like you know out in the heli skiing. Backcountry skiing, snowmobiling, yeah, you know, the snow machines—whatever you want to say about them—but um, that's coming. It's going to come hard, and I don't think people really fully realize. Uh, what this agenda has been from the very beginning so yeah we're not going to get into that we're still about having fun so you know what I was looking at you know where I come from is uh <laughs> it's the desert high plains so it's a little bit different than the peaks of the mountain peaks but you know we we can be skiing right here uh outside of Amarillo Texas within three, I'd say four hours so we're right on the base of the Rockies a lot of people don't know that mm-hmm. and so that's what we did we didn't have you know five minutes away we had four hours so <laughs> I, I started <laughs> I driving when good. I started driving when I was 15 years old. They had a thing that's called a hardship. So we'd load up Friday after school. We're straight to the mountain. And uh, we did that for years and years and years. But anyways, um, saying that, you know, Amarilla, I wanted to I gave you a nickname today and you didn't even know it. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: Okay, me hablo espanol un poquito, so I can speak a little Spanish, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Texan and a Texian. So um, anyways, I was thinking, well, damn, she's got orange hair, right? You know, and that's what you're known for. I mean, yeah. fire and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people don't know uh, Amarillo in Spanish is yellow, Okay. And so Rojo in Spanish is red. Okay. Okay. So what do you get between uh, the, the cross between Amarillo and Rojo? Do you know what it is? No. Your new your new nickname is hashtag naranja. Naranja.
0: Naranja. <laughs> naranja. Okay. Naranja.
1: <laughs> so now you are naranja.
0: Naranja. Great. I'll have to change my uh,
1: Twitter handle shortly then. <laughs> right. Just kind of play around with it. Yeah. So but yeah, that's what you get between uh red and uh and yellow is naranja, orange.
0: Naranja.
1: So naranja pill yeah <laughs> so tell me okay let's go because somebody gave you shit today i don't know what it was about i didn't get to look at it what was this ginger crap going on here
0: well um yeah, i don't know it's just stupid twitter stuff you know one person's opinion on how people in society should be and what women's place are and whatnot and me i'm just trolling all the time that's pretty much all what i'm doing like don't take i'm not here to you know tell people what to do or anything i'm just here for a laugh so when i uh yes woke up and saw this uh tweet from my beautiful uh twitter friend um yeah (laughs) i just got excuse
1: me
0: uh, a little bit triggered so i trolled i don't you know it's
1: Well, you're a good troller
0: yeah i am a troller that's for sure yeah
1: (laughs) you do it very well i mean where did all that come from because okay you know you're full of fire where did the where did the bitcoin type of personality that you've become because a lot of people wouldn't know that you're you know that you're this beautiful wholesome heart if they never met you in person so i mean where does this trolling come from where does this little rage and anger come from whenever you can pull it out of your ass
0: (laughs) it's just natural in me i'm ginger it just boils like it's always it's not just like oh a bitcoin thing and this i found this and i've carved this you know personality out for me i've always been fiery like right growing up like in school like I remember I was in like the fifth grade and I got into a fight with this other girl I still got scars on my wrist from when she dig her dug her nails like into me and I pulled her hair like I'm always just you know I guess I it's that ginger rage. Like I just, sometimes <laughs> if you say something that I think is a little bit off or if that, you know, offensive or I'm like, what do you, what? Right. That's not what I think. Like, let me tell you, just get into a little bit of a fight. And, you know, it's that, um, Just kind of, I guess, going back to how I grew up that I just kind of had that freedom, but still, you know, within some boundaries, but I was able to express myself and Mm -hmm. I'm still doing, doing that now. And, you know, (laughs) what's going to happen? Like nothing, I don't, nothing's going to happen. The avatar isn't going to jump out of the phone and attack me physically, you know? So you Mm -hmm. just kind of take everything with, you know, a grain of salt and be like, okay, like this is this person's opinion. I'm just going to troll back. Like it shouldn't really like affect you too much, but for some people it does some people, it doesn't you know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's a definitely it's an augmented reality. A lot of times a lot of people, you know, that's that's how they live their lives. And it's pretty sad. I'm um, not calling anybody out or anything like that. But yeah, it's fun to uh, it's fun to mess with them when it's appropriate and everything. And you do have yeah. a lot of power. Uh, you do have a lot of confidence uh, as far as a person in general. And that comes through. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time you got me I, I'm freaking you got me on that Bitcoin company. <laughs> (laughs) shit the very first time (laughs) oh yeah that was fun (laughs) (laughs) so all you guys i mean you got to check out bitcoin becca's company a lot of people don't know a lot about it but if you haven't seen it go to her go to her handle and go check out the you know the the url and you know go access bitcoin company because oh, you, yeah go you sign
0: know. sign up to my newsletter uh, yeah your, news,
1: your newsletter is awesome i love reading it and everything and there's there's yeah. always a nice little surprise the first time you go there it's pretty cool so yeah
0: yeah it's
1: a good time <laughs> sometimes i just do it i just you know i i i have to you know revisit the moment so whenever i need to kind of check myself i go to bitcoin becca's bitcoin company newsletter <laughs>
0: Exactly, and then you set yourself free
1: after that. Yeah, exactly. So let let's talk about Bitcoin a little bit. We all have to, or or we get you know in trouble. Whenever we exactly. do podcast, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. They'll think we're trying to we're trying to
1: shill some uh, shit coins or something. Yeah, somebody did that today, didn't they? And they said, oh, "What are y'all going to do? You're not even bringing up Bitcoin." No. So, yeah. We are Bitcoin, right? This is all exactly. we do. Is Bitcoin. This is all. This is how I designed my life is Bitcoin. Um, we never know that we're going to be this, you know, several years after we actually put the time in. But Bitcoin is. Yeah, I think it's changing people's lives. It's changing people's uh, confidence levels. Uh, you and I talked mm-hmm. before a little bit as far as what it does to us individually as our spirits, as our souls, as our, you know, way that we travel around on this earth. You know, I was talking to Marty the other day about how it kind of gives you insight into into who you are a little bit. And um, you basically kind of touched on that and it it mirrored a lot what I said to Marty. So I wanted you to kind of explain how you you feel and what was your experience with it, the transformation that you went through, uh, what it I mean, get serious here. Let's let's talk about that. I don't think it's talked about enough how how basically we find out who we are again, or for the first time. And I'm not afraid to talk about that shit because I think it's pretty powerful.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the one thing for me, what Bitcoin does it it holds the mirror up up to you. It holds the mirror up to you and you really have to look at yourself. And um, it's like with Bitcoin, it's proof of work, right? That's why it functions. You have to take something from the outside, put it through, do the work, and then you have the end result. And for me, like, that's what I really love, like about Bitcoin and the community is you have to put in the work, and I bring it from like a fitness, sort of a health standpoint. Like right. I wasn't always the healthiest person. I was a, I was fiat. Like I was so fiat, <laughs> right. you know. Like oh, let's let's go out for dinner. You know, drinks here, Starbucks there. You just just being brainwashed you know by how they you know how the fiat world wants you to be and i was you know starting to come up to 30 and i was like i need to make some changes here and um i was like some serious changes because you can't just keep on going down the road that you're going on and um I was hanging out with some friends of mine and they're like, we should all run, um, do the Calgary marathon. Like it'll be so much fun. Like let's challenge ourselves and, uh, let's all do it and sign up. I was like, okay, like, this is great. Let's do it. It'll force me to, you know, go out and train, put the work in so that you can perform this task at the end. And that was really, um, me going, through that experience, you know, I trained, I ran the marathon, I was super slow, but you know, I finished it, it was fantastic. And um, so I went through that experience. And that was in like, whatever, seven years ago. And a few years later, I started learning um, about Bitcoin or hearing about Bitcoin through, um, I was big fan or I'm a big fan of the Kaiser report, watch mm-hmm. Max and Stacy all the time. And that, you know, Bitcoin started popping up there, read the Bitcoin standard and um, reading that and just seeing that proof of work. And then I was able to take, you know, that, that idea and apply, like relay it back to the experience that I had with me getting fit and healthy and taking care of myself because like no one else is going to do that for you. Right. Like you can't, sure you can you know take a there is no pill there's nothing like there's no quick fix to getting healthy and um yeah you just have to put the work in and that that's what i i don't I that's what i did and that's kind of how i marry it i guess with with bitcoin or how i see bitcoin and yeah
1: yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of sense though, the proof of work. I mean, with proof of work, you have to take ownership. You know, that's one thing that, you know, popped in my head is ownership. You know, Bitcoin teaches you, you know, what proof of work is. You know yeah. the work that has to go into that. You know, and basically, well, that means true ownership. So I think a lot of people say, "Well, man, I'm not really owning who I am right now." <laughs> That's why I always like to use the uh, the phrase, "You bunch of rent-seeking cucks," because <laughs> we all we all were in the fiat world, mm-hmm. and we're all striving to get out of that. We're, we're still kind of uh, captured a little bit with that type of mentality and just way of life. You know, we have to. We're we're, we're navigating through that and. You know, it's, but we're getting more and more powerful individually and as a group, as a Bitcoin group and everything. it it is it gives you a kind of a portal it gives you an insight to basically who you've always been uh who maybe maybe was stolen a little bit because of the way the fiat world works the corruption and the deception that is in that oh yeah
0: for sure it's so easy to get infected you know infected with that fiat disease like it's it's everywhere from school college you know society the the endless like a propaganda in shows radio um celebrities all all this on like sort of how you should be um you know living your life and just like um with just that constant bombardment so it's really nice to see like people in bitcoin that community that there's other people you know going through that proof of work trying to better themselves have principles and live a um, more fulfilled and um yeah that first principle um type of
1: life. Right. A more purpose driven life, more kind of what it teaches teaches a lot. When I've always been pretty much kind of a low time preference kind of high value guy, just because how I was raised, we had to be that way, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So we had to put uh, put the proof of work into most of the things that we did, most of the things that we ate, uh, most of the activities, you know, um, you know snow skiing i had to scotch guard my jeans because i was that you know that was acceptable because we're all a bunch of hicks here in texas so but you know we had we had to value things in a different way and that that really allowed me to see bitcoin pretty fast when i chose to basically you know look into its eyes <laughs> it, yeah. you know, as it whispered sweet nothings to me i said okay i'll yeah. listen to you now <laughs> you're looking kind of sexy with how this world looks let's let's kind of check you out a little bit so yeah
0: for sure and like sort of touching on on that like growing up um on the farm like i like like i was saying we had our chores that we had to do but we were I was paid by my dad. Like I wrote my hours down. So I put in the work and then I got compensated for that. Once a month, I got my little paycheck, you know, my check. And I, I remember being like 10 years old and like going with my mom to the bank and like putting it into my bank account. And I grew up with that. Like you do work and you get like that time and energy that you spent, you get rewarded and that's your money. That's your wealth right, right? and mm-hmm. through the decades now like that money is like nothing right it's just printed and it has no more value people don't value it it's not you know you go sit at your desk in your cubicle for eight hours and get paid whatever it's not it's not really that same I don't know sort of um connection that you have with earning that that money but and seeing bitcoin where like it's giving that wealth back to your time and energy like you're able to store that yourself you don't need you know it, it's not being stored in the sort of fiat world with all their sort of instruments or whatever where you have no sure. control over it like it's your time and energy you spent it and now you have bitcoin and that's how you're able to store it and protect Um, you know, your time that you've spent.
1: Well, yeah, and and that's, I, until you get there, you don't un- even understand, you know, as your boyfriend says, you know, it's bending space and time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, it, it, and that bending that space and time gives you a form of energy you probably just never felt. It, it really does talk to your spirit. It, it, it does give you a sense of freedom, like running naked as a little kid through the farm, you know, yeah, yeah. and so that's why it's so fun. That's why all of us should, you know, kind of lighten up a little bit because we got some big things that you know we got some fun lives to live and we're going to have to we're going to we're going to lose some battles here but you know they're going to come after us pretty hard we know that Mm -hmm. um as far as you know Mm -hmm how much is your career this isn't I don't know if a lot of people talk about this enough I'll never go back to I work for myself Um, I've been working for myself I was lucky enough I've been a consultant for over 10 years and so you know I didn't have to drop out of the fiat world per se a lot as far as corporate Um, like right now how's it changing your career choice or what are you looking at for the future because you're you're very smart you're very talented I, I don't even really know what you do for a living you don't have to tell us exactly but how are you how are you framing your destination what 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 steps are you taking to uh besides you know you know pursuing your boyfriend that you do
0: yeah i'm just patiently waiting for michael sailor that's all that's my destination it's
1: all all in in, i'll
0: just like (laughs) (laughs) stay away in to dust, waiting which (laughs) i'm sure would make some people on twitter very happy (laughs) (laughs) but um no i mean for me i did that that whole corporate thing and i've had many different sort of corporate jobs in in fiat world i've gone through that um it's i always felt out of place. Like Uh I'm wasting my time sitting here, like as in this cubicle, staring at this Excel sheet, like inputting this information, spending time earning money and value for, you know, someone else, whoever's owning the company. Right. And, but that was, you know, it was just kind of like what I was doing at the time. Um, I did real estate for a while, so th- I went from like corporate, and then I transitioned into real estate. So I was like working for myself. Really enjoy that, you know, just being able to sort of schedule your day time, how you do everything. But it, with real estate, like I don't know, I felt it's it's such a bubble. Like I yeah. it, it, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. <sighs> how do I best sort of, uh, I don't know, talk about it. Like, I understand that real estate, like number doesn't always go up, even though right. like it, I it's going up because of the money printing done, not just like by the Canadian Central Bank or the Fed, like it's overall, like it's just the bubble. That's how it is. But you know how sort of normies are like, oh, I need to own a home, this and that. I started feeling really bad. Like I didn't want to be helping people like take yeah. their, the small amount of savings that they had. Oh, yeah. here, I got a few thousand dollars, you know, tens of thousands of dollars saved up. I'm going to give it to the bank. So I get a bigger loan where I'm tied to them for the next 30 years when I'm like, all this is going to collapse soon. Your house isn't going to keep your house that was built in nineteen. 19- you know, 64 isn't gonna keep going up in price if you're not doing any improvements. Like it just doesn't work like that. But, right. yeah. you know, I transitioned out out of real estate and now I'm still working for myself. Like my father has a company. We do, like I said, the adventure tours we do right. and transportation and logistics. So I'm, you know, I'm helping and working for my dad, with my family doing awesome. that, like keeping, keeping the, um, you know, the energy that I have, the smarts, my skills, like I'm keeping it within my family because I don't really want to be giving it out to any big company or any other one, anyone else. Right. You know, sort of at this
1: point in time, let me ask you a question. Did that, did that decision to go back to your family unit and help out your family your father and everything did that come after Bitcoin? Or did it come like before, or after? What was the timing on that?
0: Well, so it happened like from COVID, like what COVID hit, and mm-hmm. that sort of um, transitioned me to focus more um, on my dad's business and help him out because he was struggling so much because he works in transportation. He was running like a bus right and like no one was traveling so just trying to help him keep his business afloat and i like when covid hit i left real estate because i thought like a logical person i was like everyone like everything's being shut down people are losing their jobs like everything's being halted real estate is going to crash like this is not going to be a good um like this is not good. I don't want to be dealing with a whole bunch of people losing their homes. Right. I called that wrong. Like, I should have known that they would just, you know, keep on printing and inflating well, the bubbles because, you know, we don't want to take responsibility. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um. So, like, that was the catalyst that sort of uh, pivoted me towards focusing on, um like, our family business. So, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. Well, I think it was good timing. I mean, I, I had a chance to go back you know during covid and the type of work i do and it was pretty fat money and i said screw this i'm not even going there ever again and it was a good perfect storm of covid and bitcoin and everything i got into it late i you know i was i was i don't know man 2017 uh had some uh basically family stuff so i I just i whatever i could have bought bitcoin but i should have bought bitcoin because i've been in technology for so long i should have known better so i'm a dumbass so but you know we all have to live with that at the end of the day so i'm very happy i'm very happy where i am with it and everything um so you're in you're in uh, China, China. What is it? China? What? China. Da. China. That's okay. I have to remember that. So you're in China there right now. So tell us. I'm in Texas. Okay. See everybody. You know me. I'm a seventh generational Texan. I'm very proud of being a Texan. So um, we're. I don't even know that COVID exists. And this is. I'm sorry for everybody that's still out there having to deal with it. I don't see it. I don't see it in my personal life. Only time I saw it was when I did drive to Austin. Austin's, you know, it's it's Austin. I love Austin. It's been my home for half my life, but I don't see COVID anymore. I because you know what? I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in years. I don't listen to a radio. I have no commercials in my life. I don't ever hear any of that outside noise. The only time I ever see anything, I have one social media account and that is Twitter. I don't touch the outside world. I have an algorithm that I've built that all that noise doesn't come into my life. And I can't urge people enough to do exactly that, not because I'm bragging or anything, but it's beautiful and you don't understand all the noise that's going on right now until you shut it out. So saying that I'm in Texas, I don't see it. You're in China too, and you're having to deal with things that I don't even know if I could deal with. I don't think I would be that good of a person. I think my my spirit would be broke not broken. It would be damaged to where I'd, I'd be in a different uh, situation state of mind. So tell us what's going on up there in China. Though.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the propaganda is, is everywhere. I try, I'm not as tuned out as you. I haven't built any type of algorithm to like block all, all of the um, propaganda out. I've muted a few words on Twitter, which I should have done a lot longer. Um, My feet's a lot cleaner and I'm, you know, not getting as irate. Um, as I was there a few months ago, but in general, like we had, there's still restrictions in place. If you, um, you know, didn't comply to what the government mandates are, you know, with in terms of getting the vaccine, we have the passports are in place, but I'm not like, I've, I'm trying to insulate myself too, because it is so, it's so it's frustrating, um, I've cut myself off from a lot of people that I used to hang out with just because, you know, they're just easy. Oh, I'm just going to comply. And this, this is what we have to do. Um, It's for the greater good, you know, that sort of collectivist um, mentality. Mm -hmm. I've never been a person like that. I'm, you know, more individualistic. You got to take care of yourself. Um, And from this point in time that this has started like that's always been my how I've approached it like everyone's responsible for their own health like I went through like I was unhealthy like I said I had to go through the work the training doing that and it's constant like you can't just get fit and then that's it you wash your hands and you're like there you go I did it it's constantly every day you need Mm -hmm. to work on yourself that health and you know i was like people need to start taking responsibility for their health and not just oh i'm gonna wait for the vaccine to come out and you know there's that easy pill or solution Mm -hmm. Just deflecting that responsibility um but you know there's still mask mandates in place um here really Uh, yeah in indoor now again they're saying i think they're saying the cases are spiking but i'm not i'm not actively seeking the information on what's going on sure. currently like in the province, but um, like like I said, they implemented the um, the vaccine passports here in the in the province. The city here in Calgary, they passed a bylaw at city council pretty much. Um, if you're a business and you don't implement the um they call it, it's great. Uh, restrictive exemption program so it's not vaccine passport it's a wow you know uh, whatever you want to fucking call it right if you don't implement it they can shut your business down of course you know it's it's uh, it's it's so infuriating that you you can try and fight back, but they're gonna come and shut your business down. There was a pizza place down um, on the other side of downtown here, uh, White Papers, I think they were called. They stayed open during all this. They said, no, we're not gonna, you know, we're not checking, but we're not doing complying with any of this. The Alberta Health Services came, shut them down. You know, it's just, they're just trying to, you know, if you're fighting back against it, they're just gonna come in and shut you down. It is it you know it takes a beating <laughs> sure you see it everywhere like even when i'm driving on the street they got their big billboards like alberta health get vaccinated it's everywhere on the on the c train platforms you see their signs like at the bus stops like you know their post their propagandas it's ever it's everywhere it's so brutal
1: yeah um so, it has nothing to do with the virus. I hope you guys know that. This doesn't have anything to do with the virus. So <laughs> just in case in case you're confused, this has nothing to do with the virus. Nothing. So nothing. um, you know, go ahead and comply. One compliance is a thousand you don't see. And that's yeah. what they're banking on. And they're having a lot of success because that dude that you got up there as your whatever you call him, uh, you know, the drama teacher. And yeah, so 30 yeah Trudy so yeah, Trudy. He, boy that boy is freaking bought and paid for times ten and just his breeding how he came about is scary as shit how in the hell did he get into that position I can't say much but I, I I'm a Texan so I you know I get to say I'm a Texan but because Biden's no better Biden's Biden's yeah. but uh <laughs> you know oh Trudy
0: fucked over here
1: <laughs> yeah so I mean it, it, it's interesting but so what are you doing? What are you doing right now? What are you doing that's going to solve this and it's going to beat the system? What are you thinking about? How are you going to do it? I mean, are you stay, are you, are they taking away your physical uh, footprint right now? Are they shrinking your physical ability to do what you used to do two years ago?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely shrunk and they are. So, um, they did announce like, um, a few weeks ago or whatever, a month or so ago that uh, if you weren't vaccinated, you can go on a plane or a train in Canada that was going to be implemented. But, you know, that's now being delayed another month. So, uh-huh. like, the pushback is happening. They, like, in Montreal, like, in most of the major cities, they have their protests every Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, just like they do all around the world the um the one in calgary here it's always getting bigger and bigger so like people are getting fed up and i think you can kind of see it at least with um how they were trying to ban all the unvaxed from the planes and trains like that's been delayed hopefully like i mean it's unconstitutional you can't you can't just Ban people like
1: that. Well, they're going to do what they what the people allow. I mean, that's that's it. That's where we are. It doesn't really matter. People try to bring too much logic into this. I believe. Yeah. They're going to do exactly as much as they can, and they're going to keep on pushing. And it's going to be a drip approach. And every inch that they can gain, this is this is warfare in a way people don't understand. It's never going back to normal unless we really revamp some stuff, of course. And hopefully, Bitcoin's going to allow us to do that in certain ways that they're not understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh so that's you know that's gonna be our, our thing. So you're saying that you can't leave Canada right now?
0: Um no I can still leave I am pretty sure just with a negative test because they pushed their um whatever their new regulation that you had to be vaccinated for another 30 days Uh yeah but i'm pretty sure i don't know like i tell like i'm trying like i don't even want to fucking hear any of this bullshit because it's so it's frustrating but like you need to be pretty essentially vaccinated to to do anything that's what they want um so i'm essentially i'm stuck here i guess
1: yeah um (laughs) that means you can't come to the states right because we're not allowing people in i guess i don't know where that's standing right now to come to the united states if you're not vaccinated
0: right yes i think that was starting november 7th that's what their new rule is so no i guess i couldn't um, get into the states unless i flew to mexico and right. then just walked across the border
1: well i'll pick you up down there okay I mean, excellent I'm, great yeah you know, i'm in texas <laughs> yeah. i used to go to laredo all the time i mean that's that's something you did and it's not all that crazy it wasn't crazy when i used to do mm-hmm. it uh laredo is actually pretty cool nuevo laredo i think that's you know if it, if it comes to that i'll pick you up i'll okay, I'll, I'll make the trip so what we can do i i'll, I'll make a date with you right now we'll, we'll we're going to both end up in miami maybe i don't know i'm not i'm not going to buy tickets because i'm gonna i'm actually going to hope that uh they understand that food intelligence is important and they're going to want to know more about the texas beef initiative so those Mm -hmm. those dudes that do this thing in miami they better be asking me up on stage to talk about food intelligence because that's something we all need so yeah i'm asking you on a date to miami and i'll pick you up in (laughs)
0: <laughs> perfect let's do it you're on we got it
1: <laughs> i think it be i'm a...
0: hoping because i bought my tickets for miami um already i bought them like as soon as they came out right uh I, yeah i'm really hoping i'll make it there one okay. way or another I'll, i'm
1: expecting all right then you know yeah. i might get jealous of if you if you uh, you know michael hook up and stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see if sailor gets to me first you might have a little bit of competition <laughs>
1: I have no problem with that. He ain't got shit on me except yeah. a couple of billion dollars.
0: <laughs> no man, I'm just rolling
1: with the meme. Yeah, I know it. You're doing a you're doing a great job because That's I know so really there's d, there's cucks out there that, 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 that They have no clue that what you're doing. That's why I love it so much. So, I so. No,
0: I'm just always having a laugh. That's pretty much
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fun to watch. But uh, the Titanic. Who who did that one? Oh,
0: um it was, oh I can't remember right now. It was, yeah, I can't remember, but that was a really funny one.
1: Yeah, because you know she basically is the reason uh Leonardo died, right? She let his ass, she let his ass drown. That's such I a
0: know, stupid ass ending.
1: I know. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck?" I mean, yeah. look at his yeah. little his little simpy ass wouldn't get his ass up there too. You know, exactly, exactly. that's why women love that so much. All these freaking beta women loving all these little beta boys. On, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like they, they don't eat enough freaking cow. That's for sure. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of cow, do you eat a lot of cow up in Chennai?
0: Canada? yeah i do i am um, i'm a big red meat uh consumer yeah. i do that yeah um i definitely switched over to majority red meat back in the springtime i'm a big steak and a are steak you?
1: Cheese person uh, awesome yeah. where do you get yeah. your where do you get your beef do you are you locally sourcing it yet um
0: so yes and no um mm-hmm. when i'm in the city i pick it up from costco i know shamey it's okay
1: uh, we're all getting there it's not you a big know deal. we're
0: getting there yeah. um when i'm over in bc and working over there um mm-hmm. one of the local grocers they source it from a town that's just uh over awesome. from the valley so and like obviously the quality and the color are so different you can tell the um, difference right huge difference. So it's good. Um, And here in Calgary, like there's a few um, colonies that are around where you can get um, the meat from okay like buy you know whatever a half a cow a cow from them you can do that they sell at the local farmers markets here as well um you could definitely get look i mean i'm in alberta so there's, right. beef, there's beef everywhere yeah a lot
1: of people don't realize that's a lot of cows up there <laughs> yeah a ton of cows <laughs> that's that's awesome um basically uh what when you talked about the beef a lot of people don't understand when we say color we, they don't understand about the quality and i can i'll never be able to eat from a store again i mean it's that big of a difference yeah and i can only imagine some of that beef you have up there now about because of the the grass and everything and how they're raising that cattle mm-hmm. and i actually do I, it's, and i'm not just kind of you know making this up i actually feel different whenever I, you know i'm on that pure beef diet it, it's oh, amazing sure. it's amazingly yeah. different
0: oh and, completely different like compared to you know sort of fiat food and all mm-hmm. the soy and corn that is in everything you know um in all the foods at the grocery store you know the aisle food um all the box food it's it's it really is. Um, you, you feel it right away. So it doesn't take too too long. It's, you know, a few days of eating it and you really start to feel your mood improve. Um, clarity, I'm able to focus a little bit better. It, it's great. And then paired with um, doing exercising weights, I, I'm still a big runner. Lots of people, you know, whatever about right. cardio, but I, I love to go out and go awesome. for a run. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to, I mean, you got to have cardio to do the type of snowboarding you do. I mean, that shit wears you out. You got to be, if you're going to do it a lot. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) i mean that's that's cool I'm, I'm glad to find out that you're already part of the texas beef initiative so you're going to be you know
0: oh yeah it was it was a bitcoin twitter was that you know they they influenced me in the spring i was like you gotta be a carnivore eat meat like right sean baker there doing doing all, all his uh posts that was so good she yeah like, yeah I'm, I'm gonna give this a try why not like i yeah. love meat and growing up you know on the farm we would slaughter a cow at every year in the fall we would have one and we would have our entire deep freeze you know filled with the whole cow and that would be enough to last us for the year exactly for me it's it's yeah, natural. It was sort of how, how I grew up. So, and even eating like the tongue and stuff, like mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, always like you your candy, you're like, Oh, like it's that one time of year when mom is making the, <laughs> tongue of the cow, like everyone needs to eat it. If you didn't like, it was shoved into your mouth by dad. So yeah.
1: got to yeah. enjoy
0: all of it. So,
1: well you do. I mean, and you know, we're just so, um, we're so pasteurized we're so generic 100%. with our you know and so that you know the tongue you know everything the organs you know nobody yeah. likes the liver and all that but it's oh, so I'm freaking young. yeah really you, you do like it oh, that, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah. I just ate a lot of it when I was a kid I have to eat it different ways I'll eat it for sure because it's too damn healthy not to yeah, exactly. you know it's a pure pure protein delivery that is awesome so but uh yeah Dr. Sean Baker he, he I did a podcast on his uh his group rivero and if you haven't seen that go check it out he's a good guy he really is and he's doing a lot for a lot of people i mm-hmm. mean if you look at his site on youtube rivero um basically people are changing their damn lives i mean dramatically just because of that freaking car- corn of our di- diet yeah. and you know that's eating beef the, the the gig is up to anybody trying to say that you know red meat is bad for you the gig's up yeah and then I also have a, another friend, Dr. Phil Ovadia. He's a heart surgeon, and him and Sean Baker are friends. And he's on Twitter, and basically he he's changing his whole practice and changing from being a heart surgeon. His now is being proactive and say, "Don't end up on my table." So you know, people That's go hilarious. check out if you if you have if you don't know Dr. Sean Baker, and if you don't know. Uh, dr phil ovedia go do a google search and follow them because they've got a lot of good stuff to uh, to follow up on if you're thinking about going the texas beef initiative way and everything that's something you need to look into so um i wanted to have fun here a little bit i sent you a little script (laughs) and i want you to really kind of get in the moment you know if you need to take another uh sip of wine you know what we're going to do we're going to do this and we're going to keep on hopefully doing this because this is kind of our introductory podcast and what we're going to do is you know we're going to we're going to continue our discussions of international lifestyle and how they start and how we're reinventing them and so i want you to be my intro into my podcast and so people have and the thing about it is okay guys now we're here at the point of time um you've already heard her intro that she's about to do so we're we're bending space and time here a little bit. <laughs> and so we're going to do it at least once or twice and if if we need to work on it in the future we're going to work on it. But this is a you know because actually you know what people listen to podcasts um more if a if a if a woman introduces. And so Somebody what told you me actually
0: that. need is a British lady, because I no, hear the British no. accent well, are is really
1: what pulls that. the people in. Well, Come maybe on. so. Not I'm gonna
0: some Canadian ginger. <laughs>
1: Well, I yeah. want to. Well, th- with our friendship, I'm going to teach you how to talk Texan, and then we'll, we'll get you talking like this a little yeah. bit. And you know, we can say fixing, you say about to, and uh, you, you, we'll get there with you. So, okay. right now, we're going to go ahead and do the Canuck way, and I'm going to I'm going to get you to uh, do your intro to your podcast today, <laughs> and then uh, you know we'll see how it turns out. So, uh, on cue, I'll, I'll I'll count you down. Okay, here we go. We're going five. Five, four, three,
0: two, one, go so lovely to have you join us as we discuss food intelligence the texas beef initiative and how to design an international lifestyle that starts right here right now you don't want to miss this loving you guys and now here is texas slim with texas slim's version
1: Almost. You almost got it. You almost nailed it. (laughs) Okay. That was perfect. Except you said version at the end. Okay. So... It's Texas Slim's vision.
0: Oh, vision. Oh, shit. I wrote version down when I wrote it. Up. Okay, it's
1: vision, vision, vision. Okay, but that's perfect. You've got it down. So now what, okay. we, what we're going to do, you're going to get a little bit more sexy with it, okay? Okay. Don't hold back. Here we go. This is the Bitcoin, Becca, everybody knows. Oh, okay. So that, we're, okay. we're going to do it now. So, okay, three, two, one.
0: <laughs> so lovely to have you join us as we discuss Food Intelligence, the Texas Beef Initiative, and how to design an international lifestyle that starts right here, right now. You don't want to miss this. Loving you guys. And now here is Texas Slim with Texas Slim's vision.
1: Boom.
0: yeah
1: okay <laughs> yeah you did awesome that's okay. perfect um yeah the the tone everything the the delivery speed was perfect uh yeah. i think we got a little cut out the beginning but it's fine because this is our first first step at it
0: okay yeah and like i said i have um a microphone at my right. old place yeah we can redo if if need be it. we can make sure. it a little bit more professional sounding
1: right so i mean i think we're off to a good start i think this is going to be fun and okay. what i want to do is I want to go with this for at least three weeks in a row if you are able to do it.
0: Uh, yes, but I think
1: the third Friday might be an issue. Oh, that's I'm fine. Working. We don't have to do it on Fridays. We can just do okay, it some yeah, night yeah. that we're available. Oh yeah, we're
0: good.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I'm this... available
0: for you, Texans. Slim.
1: Oh, oh wow, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of lucky, aren't I? Well, we make a good team here, and so what we're going to do. This is kind of our introductory into our discussion that we're going to start having. We're gonna we're gonna record these somewhere around Thursday, Friday, whatever it works for us. You guys are going to be hearing these on Sunday nights before you have to go back to your cuck jobs and stuff like that. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to keep the the narrative going. And what I want to really bring into some people, and we're going to get not serious here, but we're going to get a little heartfelt. I want people to start dreaming again, start looking internally like uh, Becca was saying. We're up against a lot of stuff that we don't know right now, but and I'm not down. I'm looking forward to it because we're going to go toe to toe with this stuff and we're not going to let them steal what it is the source of our seed of our spirit, of our power of our humor of our ability to love each other and to basically kind of reinvent we're going to create they're treating us like game theory characters well we're going to be rogue characters now and so what we're going to do is we're going to keep this conversation going and you know we're going to we're going to become beck and i are going to become really good friends and we're going to allow you guys to be friends with us as well because that's what all of this is about we're going to take uh, our avatars away a little bit and start saying hey this is who we are as people as your friends, as Bitcoiners, as plebs, as assholes, as whatever you want to call the it,
0: shit posters, shit posters. Yeah.
1: But we're gonna raging bring the gingers, raging gingers, yeah. You know, me the smart ass Texan. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring the human back into all of this because I think it's kind of missing a little bit, and um uh, And I I really want you to know that, you know, I, I thought about this for a while and I really wanted to bring you into the conversation very early because I could tell that, you know, your game that you're playing and I could tell that you're pretty damn solid as a person and I could tell that you had a pretty good childhood that's really based and you, yeah. you know, your core beliefs belief system is pretty damn solid and um you know what we're going to do is we're going to create destinations here because you know i want to meet up with you in person is it laredo i don't know if it's if is it my miami i don't know is it yeah, you know right?
0: yeah <laughs> maybe so here. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you know i'm pretty versatile guy we'll, we'll make something happen <laughs> but what i want to do is just keep this dialogue going and try to start a kind of a new cast that we could talk about lifestyles we can talk about you know how we're going to move forward as the yeah, speed taking of Bitcoin.
0: responsibility again
1: yeah there you right? go like yeah. that's
0: a, i preach that a lot like take responsibility because at the end of the day it's up to you and you're the only one that gets to look back at your right. life and you need to make sure that you know you're satisfied with what you've done in the world that we're you know presented with and in living in to try and live it, you know, with those values and principles that you know, Bitcoin reintroduces
1: or introduces people to. Right, right, yeah. You know, I always I always call it. It's a, you know, I steal it from I believe David Goggins. It's just, you know, the accountability mirror. Let's look at the accountability mirror. Let's not be afraid to do that. Let's admit that, you know, whatever has transpired before. Now we don't have to play the game anymore. We got, we got some leverage here. You know, it's a leverage into our spirits, a leverage into a new life, a new uh, lifestyle, a new way of thinking, a new way of uh, consuming. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be low time preference, high value lifestyle. And uh, I think it's I think that's all the wealth I need right now. And I think that, you know, if they want to lock us down a little bit physically, we're going to find ways to do it because within any prohibition beca- uh, comes mass innovation. And yeah. so it's I think it's we're one step ahead of everybody, I think, in, in the world we're you know, we're less than one percent of the world right now. So we have to take that responsibility. We have to take that ownership and we have to do it in many different ways from memes to the meme factory guys to you know you and your trolling to you know, me talking you know texan whatever it is you know the texas beef initiative let's start owning bitcoin in a way that nobody's ever seen before that's what i'm trying to do so um i think it's going to be fun i think we're on to something um and i'm just going to do this because uh I don't get paid for anything I do right now. I'm self-supportive, but I really want to thank uh, some guys i met last week. And it's the K&C Cattle Company out of Austin, Texas. What they're doing is they're the first cattle company in the state of Texas to accept Bitcoin. And we did it a couple of days ago and we did we onboarded them with the Oshi app. And the Oshi app is basically going to start changing the beef industry in the state of Texas. So KNC Cattle Company out of Austin, Texas, you guys go check them out. It's at KNC Cattle. And you can find them on Twitter. And um, they are blowing up right now because guess what, guys? They are accepting Bitcoin for beef exchange in the state of Texas. So thank you. I wanted to tell them that. So awesome. So, Beautiful. amen. Yes. So, Bitcoin, Becca, Naranja, can you say that? Say, I'm me, me. Say this, mi amo, mi amo, mi amo, Naranja. Mi amo, Naranja. Oh, say that again.
0: Mi amo, Naranja. There's like, yeah. amo, Naranja.
1: There you go. That's there. You uh, go. got go. that
0: car. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Becca, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for meeting with me and agreeing to do this. And thank uh, you so
0: much for having me on.
1: Yeah. It, it's fun. I always get in anticipation, meeting somebody for the first time, you know, it's always so much better meeting people face to face, even through it's, you know, it's through zoom right now, but yeah, um, We're going to meet each other in person and all of us Bitcoiners are going to do that one of these days by our own standards and the way that we engineer doing that. So um, until next week, we're going to sign off for now, guys. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to come back even more. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Spread this around for us. Let's get this podcast going. Thank you so much. Thanks,
0: guys.